Welcome into Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader and Omicron survivor, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic weeks. I hope you are having a great Friday. We're going to have a show a little bit later today, The Fade with Todd Furman. I'll give you a big breakdown of all the NFL gambling uh, latest news uh, and give you our picks. I'll also give you my picks in today's uh, show, but in a more abbreviated fashion. Also be on Fox Bet Live at 5 Eastern, 4 Central, 3, uh, 3 Mountain, 2 Pacific. But we start off with your boy surviving Omicron. Now, some people out there are saying, how do you know that you have Omicron? Other people out there are saying, why did you get tested? And all of the blue checkmark brigade members are saying, why didn't he die? I wanted him to die so badly from COVID. After all the things he said about how you'll be fine and the data reflects that it'll have almost no impact on you if you're young and you're healthy, why, why, why didn't he die so I could have said a tweet dancing on his grave? Why didn't he die so I could have gone back through and looked at everything that he said about COVID and just put a big, ha ha, you died on all of it. Guess what? Your boy's gonna die, but it ain't gonna be from COVID. I'm 2-0 against COVID. Undefeated against the COVID virus. Back in November of 2020, I had what is commonly referred to as the alpha variant. And due to my extreme alpha male DNA, I barely even blinked with the November version of COVID. And then, as if that were not enough, I also, this week, got what appears to be the Omicron. Now, I'll I'll say appears. It's like 98% Omicron. I probably had the Delta somewhere along the way, too. Not trying to brag, but I'm probably 3-0 against COVID. Uh, because there's very few people who've been out masked less than me. There's very few people who've been in more crowded stadiums, bars, restaurants. I have one of the greatest immune systems known to man. Let's be honest, all right? And so I probably had Delta. Didn't even know that I had Delta. May have had the Beta, uh, the, 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 the Seda, whatever else other variants there have been. I probably had them all. I'm probably like 8-0 against COVID, to be honest. But I'm not the kind of guy to brag, so I only know with certainty to draw attention to myself. I only know with certainty that I'm 2-0 against COVID, all right? So uh, in this most recent massive victory that I had against COVID, here's what happened, all right? So I went over to some friends' houses to watch the Georgia-Alabama game. Uh, And by the way, I told you to take Georgia, and I told you to take the under, and we won both those bets. Come back home. Uh, and I got, I, I got my 11-year-old to get to stay up late to watch the game. He's the Bama fan. He didn't take it very well. But we were watching the end of the game because it didn't end until like, you know, 11.30 or whatever the heck it was. Uh, and so we were sleeping in the same bed. Yeah, we do that sometimes. And, uh, and so we're watching late night sports. And midway through the night, I wake up and I'm not feeling very good. And I'm like, man. Was this just the drinks that I had? Because I had a few alcoholic beverages during the game. I was like, did I have more alcohol than I thought I did? I was like, no, no, no. It wasn't alcohol. I felt like I had a little bit of a fever. So I woke up, and one of the rich things that I do uh, is a couple of days a week, two or three days a week, I box, right? I do uh, 
I do uh, straight through 27 minutes straight to basically be like nine rounds straight with no breaking, boxing, throwing punches. So wake up Tuesday morning, don't feel great, but I go do my nine rounds of boxing. Then I go do my whole day of work. And then I wake up again on Wednesday morning. I'm like, ah, I don't feel great. But I wake up early in the morning and I do my television broadcast to do my radio shows and everything else. Then while I'm doing my radio show, one of my friends texts me and says that his son tested positive for COVID and he was at the party we were watching the game. So I'm talking off the air with Buck and our staff and I said, you know what? Maybe, should I go get tested? Because if I say that I have COVID and I don't 100% know it at the time, the only way that I'll know it later, I'll never really know because I already have COVID antibodies. But if I've got this new variant, I should talk about what it feels like, everything else. Like, so yeah, you should go get tested. So everybody talks about how there's free testing. First of all, it's not free, okay? Your tax dollars are paying for it. I hate how all the politicians say, well, you can get, we're going to send you free tests or you can go get your free vaccine. Or No, it's a taxpayer-funded vaccine. Nothing is free. We're all paying tons, trillions of dollars for this, all right? So uh, the idea that this is free is a total lie if you pay taxes anyway, which I do, way too much taxes, by the way. That's another story. Uh, And so I can't get a free test. So I'm like, well, just send me somewhere where I'll pay. I walk in 30 seconds, give these jokers $100. They swab my nose. 15 minutes later, they call me and they say that I got COVID, all right? Uh, I had a fever for maybe seven or eight, ten hours. And the only reason I know I had a fever is because my wife never believes that I ever have a fever. So anytime that I think I have a fever, I insist that she take my fever so that she can verify that I'm actually sick at all, that I actually have a fever. My wife doesn't think I've been sick in 17 years of marriage. I mean, I, I mean this honestly. Like, I could have to get my leg amputated and uh, and and like uh, and and because of a major illness, and my wife wouldn't believe it was true. She'd be like, "Undo the wrapping. Let me make sure that your leg's not actually there." Uh, so, uh, and I'm by the way, never had a sick day in my professional career. Just tossing that out there. Uh, but so she verified I had a small fever. I had like a mild cold, if you want to call it that. I had. I remember doing the show. Back in November, I had, if some of you listened to the show, I had an awful cold. I don't even know what that cold was. It was a billion times worse, that cold, than either COVID Alpha or COVID Omicron. So, unvaccinated, everybody out there always says, you know, when they get their breakthrough case, they don't even call it breakthrough cases anymore, they're always like, well, I got the double vaccine, and I got the booster, and I just got COVID, but... It wasn't very bad thanks to the fact that I got the vaccine. Well, how do you know? I didn't get the vaccine and Omicron wasn't very bad for me at all. Maybe it was because I already had Alpha. Maybe it's just because Omicron's not very bad for anybody. Maybe the vaccine had nothing at all to do with it. But again, not the kind of guy to brag or draw attention to myself, but I fucking kicked COVID's ass for the second time no missed days. Now, granted, I get to work from home, uh, but I'm rolling right into the weekend. I feel even better than I usually do on a Friday 
because usually on a Friday I'm tired because I haven't slept enough. I had an excuse to sleep an unbelievable amount uh, this week because I had COVID for a couple of days. I slept like 12 hours one day just because I was like, well, I've got COVID. This is an excuse. I don't have to get out of bed. Therefore, I am wired. I'm ready to roll into the weekend. I can't do anything because I'm trying to stay home for five days. But if I could do anything, I would be uh, able to do all sorts of stuff because I got so much energy. Anyway, I survived Omicron. I'm going to come back to Omicron in a minute. But in the meantime, I'm going to make you money. That's what I try to do. Kick COVID's ass and make you money. That's an incredible combo. I had the anti-Biden week, by the way. Biden, everything he touches turns to crap. Everything I'm touching right now, gambling, turns to gold. And I've got some golden picks for you right now. So, in the NFL, uh, Saturday games. I love the Raiders. Love the Raiders and the over against the Bengals. You know the Bengals haven't won a playoff game since 1991? I had a Bengals fan reach out to me and he's like, yeah, we set it up so we'd be the four seed so we could be matched up against the Titans. We're well, not afraid of you Titans. You're the one seed, whatever. And I was like, dude, your team hasn't won a playoff game since 1991. The last thing you should be doing is sitting around trying to plan out who you're going to compete against. You should worry about beating the Raiders. And by the way, I don't think they're going to do it. I think the Raiders win this one outright. I've got the Raiders plus the points and I've got the over. All right, in the next game, uh, I love the Bills. I love the Bills to wreck the Patriots. And by wreck the Patriots, I mean win like 24 to 13. So I love the Patriots to handle the Bills in the other Saturday game. That's both Saturday games. In the games on Sunday, I like the Eagles. I like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. I like the pressure they've played under. I like them to do well. By the way, we're going to have a big breakdown of this with Todd Furman later if you want to watch the digital show, sports gambling in particular. And I'll be talking about all these games on Fox Bet Live, live on FS1 here in a bit. Uh, I like the Eagles to cover the number against the Bucks. I like the 49ers on the road against the Cowboys. The Steelers on the road against the Chiefs. And then I like the Rams at home to handle the Cardinals. That's seven NFL gambling picks. By the way, also put these picks up for you on the Friday mailbag, which I wrote this morning. Uh, And the NFL picks, nearly 60% winners so far this year. We're at 59%. By the way, you bet $5 on any of these games. And just based on the odds, you should take the Chiefs. $5 on any of these games. You get back $150. That is a 30 to 1 payout. All you have to do is go to fanduel.com slash clay. That is fanduel.com slash clay. A $5 bet turns into $150. Uh, all right. Let's talk about the Supreme Court for a minute. Um, many of you know that I am a lawyer. Uh, licensed in two jurisdictions, both uh, still the U.S. Virgin Islands and the state of Tennessee. I am unlikely to ever argue a case in front of the Supreme Court. Be a big upset at this point. But I have been to the Supreme Court once to see an argument and take uh, place. It was actually the argument that overturned sports gambling. Uh, When New Jersey won won its case Uh, and the Supreme Court allowed individual states to make determinations about whether to allow sports gambling or not, I was one of the few people who was in the courtroom watching the argument that day and 
based on the questions, I predicted the outcome correctly there. I also, based on the questions, predicted the outcome correctly when all the experts were saying, oh yeah, Joe Biden has authority under OSHA to implement whatever vaccine mandate he wants. I said, no, he doesn't. The Supreme Court is going to strike this down and they did it six to three. Now, I'm not happy that Kavanaugh and Roberts bailed on uh, the health care mandate, but I am very happy that the 84 million people who would have otherwise been covered by this mandate are no longer covered. Now, what it does is create a more difficult, in some situations, legal analysis because it depends on what city and state you are in as to whether or not your employer can mandate that you get the COVID vaccine. But there are a lot of states out there. If you have a Republican governor, which 27 states do, there's a very good chance now that in your state, you are not allowed to be required to get the COVID vaccine. Very good chance. Now, some cities have different regulations. There's a conflict there. Uh, I encourage you to consult a labor and employment lawyer in particular in your city or state because they will know better than what I am able to tell you. Uh, But do know that what the Supreme Court's decision did was say the federal government doesn't have the authority under OSHA to mandate this. And so really it's back to state and local governments to determine what rules might be applicable to you in your particular jurisdiction. But just know this, if you are watching me right now and your business is saying we are mandating the COVID vaccine because the federal government is making us, that is not true. That is no longer a viable reason why your employer can be requiring you to get the COVID shot, okay? So, big story here. I'm going to get to Joe Biden's failures in a moment. But the Pfizer CEO, in an interview with Yahoo News, the Pfizer CEO said that his vaccine, the COVID shots, the first two shots, had limited if any impact on Omicron, okay? Let me repeat that. If you got the Pfizer shots, the first two vaccine shots, according to the CEO of Pfizer himself, those shots have limited, if any, impact on the Omicron variant of COVID, which represents right now well over 90% of all of the vaccine, uh, sorry, all of the COVID infections that are going on in the country right now. Uh, By the way, the reason why I went and got tested was so I would know 100% whether or not I had it so I could talk to you all about my experience as opposed to just thinking, oh, maybe I've got a cold because if you're like me and you have young kids in the house, there's constantly cold circulating all throughout the winter. That's just a natural uh, result of being a parent, okay? So, the Pfizer CEO said that his own vaccine, directly in an interview, Yahoo News, you can go watch it, that his own vaccine has limited, if any, effect against the Omicron variant, okay? You can imagine what I thought when I got on this morning to Twitter to see what news was trending and what I saw was a story from Twitter 
claiming that those quotes had been taken out of context, which is 100% not true. First of all, the interview itself is easily shared and you can watch the entire context of the comments. But I got on Twitter and it said, Pfizer CEO's comments about vaccination protection against Omicron were taken out of context, according to fact checkers. In an interview on Monday, Pfizer CEO Albert Boria said three doses of the Pfizer vaccine offered reasonable protection against hospitalization due to the Omicron variant and that two doses offer only limited protection from specifically the Omicron variant. His comments were misrepresented and circulated online. No, they weren't. No, they weren't at all. I just told you exactly what he said. There is limited, if any, protection for the tens of millions of you who got the Pfizer vaccine. The CEO himself said those two shots provide you limited, if any, protection against Omicron. It's exactly what I said, okay? So I was like, this is strange. First of all, this looks like an advertisement, right? Why is it showing up on my trending topics? Who is writing this editorializing? Is this a paid-for advertisement? And then I went down the rabbit hole a little bit and it got even crazier. Did you know that the chairman of Reuters, which is in charge of fact-checking on Twitter, is on the board of Pfizer and that Pfizer made a copyright uh, complaint to try to get this video pulled off of Twitter because they didn't want their CEO's comments to be circulating. And Twitter did it even though what this CEO said is wildly important to the debate surrounding COVID mandates that exist in this country right now. Because, think about this for a minute. Joe Biden is trying to mandate a vaccine that the Pfizer CEO himself acknowledges has limited, if any, impact in the first two shots against Omicron. How are you going to mandate a shot that doesn't even impact you when it comes to the spread of Omicron by the CEO of Pfizer himself's own words. Most people are not getting the booster. You're welcome to get the booster. I told my parents to get the booster. They're 75 years old. The data reflects if you are elderly or if you are obese, you are potentially under danger from COVID. If you are neither of those things, you are not remotely under danger from COVID at all. That's why I haven't gotten the vaccine. That's why I'm 2-0 against COVID and have had zero issues whatsoever with COVID despite the fact that everybody out there is terrified that if you're unvaccinated and you get COVID, somehow you're going to die. That's what the blue checks hope. They hope they can dance on your grave because it makes them feel better because they're sheep and they run out and do whatever the government tells them to do. But bigger picture here. How is it that Pfizer has got the Reuters chairman on their board and that Reuters is somehow in charge of fact-checking the Pfizer CEO and then they can tell you that his own quotes are being taken out of context. How unbelievable is that? 
How are we not examining where Pfizer is spending money on advertisers? How are we not examining what the relationship is between Pfizer, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, social media? How are we not connecting big pharma and big tech and the unholy trinity that exists with our federal government? We're talking about the federal government mandating a treatment to its citizens that is a for-profit company's ability to make billions of dollars off of and simultaneously that you are not even allowed to discuss the actual CEO of Pfizer himself's own comments for fear that you are going to be fact-checked and told that you are taking direct quotes out of context. This is an unbelievable story. If we had a truly legitimate media, if we had a truly fearless purveyor of truth, the media would be all over what I just gave them in an absolute pass layup. Also, this is the very definition of Twitter being a publisher and not a platform. They are making the decision what I see on my trending page. That's an editorial decision made by someone at Twitter. That's not an uh, aberrant result. That is designed to happen. How is this not being examined in a more significant fashion? This is unbelievable. This is Big Brother telling you what you're allowed to think, what you are allowed to believe, and what you are allowed to choose to do with your own individual freedoms. It's a monster deal, okay? It just really is. Speaking of a monster deal, Joe Biden is an unmitigated disaster right now. We know Afghanistan was awful, but leaving Afghanistan aside, this week alone, I want you to think about what happened to Joe Biden. On Tuesday, he went down to Atlanta, Georgia, and he called anyone who disagreed with his decision to gut the filibuster, Jefferson Davis or George Wallace. Effectively, you were on Joe Biden's side or you were an awful racist. That was the argument that he made on Tuesday in Atlanta. Yesterday, on Capitol Hill, his own senators, give them credit, Kirsten Sinema, Democrat from Arizona, and Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, flat out said no to Joe Biden's demand that they change the filibuster to pass a voting rights bill. And they did it while basically he was on Capitol Hill trying to persuade them to do it. Simultaneously, the Supreme Court struck down Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. Also, simultaneously, 33% approval rating. That is five points lower than Donald Trump was at this point in his presidency. And, and Joe Biden also, as if all of that were not bad enough, despite saying that he was going to shut down COVID, we set an all-time high this week for hospitalizations from COVID and an all-time high this week for overall COVID cases. So Joe Biden has failed epically, basically on all fronts. I can't think of a president who has had a worse week of chosen battles than what happened to Joe Biden this week. There have been worse things to happen, 9-11. Afghanistan was a bigger failure 
I would argue, than any one of these individually. But who is advising Joe Biden right now? And how is it that those advisors are so bad at their job? I know Joe Biden is borderline incapable of even reading off of a teleprompter. And by the way, you can criticize me for a lot. This is all I have written down, right? There's no teleprompter here. I don't write out what I'm going to say. Can you guys see that? This is it. Those are my notes. I got seven numbers and I jotted them down. That's what I'm basing this entire show on. That's basically the number of notes that I have for a three-hour radio show too. So I don't read off teleprompter. If I did, I'd be damn good at it. Uh, Joe Biden can't even read off a teleprompter. So yes, there is a level of incompetence associated with Joe Biden that certainly is difficult for any advisor to manage. But the only thing Joe Biden has going for him right now is that somehow Kamala Harris is worse at everything than Joe Biden is. That's really the only thing he has working in his favor. It's, it's extraordinary to even think about. Um, so that is going on right now. Uh, and all of this is only going to get worse for Joe Biden as we go forward because the red wave is coming and it's going to sweep everyone who is standing in the way in a remotely competitive district state uh, race right out to sea. It's going to be crazy to see. Uh, So awful week for Joe Biden. And oh, by the way, Supreme Court got it right on one side. I was disappointed that Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts took the other side here. But this is why I predict, honestly, that what's going to end up happening is they're going to okay the Mississippi law as it pertains to abortion and they're going to shoot down the Texas law because basically what they're trying to do on a regular sort of trend is they are making the decision to try to split the proverbial baby. Tough analogy to make an abortion, but splitting the baby when it comes to the vaccine mandates so that people think, oh, this is a moderate court and they're trying to incrementally adjust things as to make drastic supposed drastic changes overnight, although standing up for the Constitution is not exactly a drastic change. It's what they should do. Uh, All right. Novak Djokovic, unless something has changed, is supposedly going to be forced out of Australia. This is a sideline story, uh, I would say in general. Uh, A sideline story in the context that cases are exploding to such an extent right now in Australia that they are trying to find reasons to justify, uh, to take away attention from the fact that COVID zero failed and that the vaccines aren't stopping the spread of COVID in general. Uh, And so it is worth contemplating how exactly this is going to all shake out uh, before it is complete. But based on everything I've seen, Djokovic deserves the right to play in Australia. He's already in the country I don't see how he's making it more dangerous for anyone there. Uh, And finally, I want to circle back again on this topic to reemphasize what I think is very significant. What is happening right now is Dr. Fauci said everyone is going to get COVID. All right, everyone is going to get this Omicron version of COVID. That's what Fauci said on Tuesday. Tried to pretend it wasn't said, it was said. What you should be asking And what every media member should be asking right now is, if that is true, if everyone is going to get COVID, why does vaccine status matter at all? Think about this. 
Why does vaccine status matter at all? Because the argument was made that the unvaccinated, Joe Biden continues to say, despite the facts not supporting it, that we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Why is there any more danger? If everyone is going to get COVID, the danger to the unvaccinated is not from the unvaccinated to everyone else. It's to the unvaccinated to themselves. I am unvaccinated. I am not a danger based on Dr. Fauci's statement that everyone is going to get COVID. I am not a danger to anyone else. I'm a danger to myself. If you got vaccinated and the experts are correct that you are wildly safer because you got vaccinated, then you shouldn't be concerned about what I do. And by the way, I shouldn't be concerned what you do. This is an individual choice. A vaccine mandate makes no sense when, by the expert, Dr. Fauci himself, everyone is going to get COVID. That's what he said. If that is true, then whether you are vaccinated or not only matters to you yourself. You are a threat to yourself if you decide not to get vaccinated. Just like, by the way, you are a threat to yourself if you eat too much and become overweight or you smoke cigarettes, or you drive without a seatbelt on, right? All of these things, particularly cigarettes and obesity, we don't say when people show up at the hospital on an overdose because they use drugs, well, you use drugs, we're not going to let you take up a hospital bed now. No, we let you get treated. If you are shot, while robbing a bank. We don't say when they come up to you at the hospital with the bank robber inside, oh, you were robbing a bank. You took that risk. You don't deserve to be treated. That is the antithesis of everything medicine represents. So, if you choose to get vaccinated, that's your right. As I have said for a year now, I told my parents who are over 75 years old, and my in-laws, hey, if I were you, I'd get the COVID vaccine. And I also told them, hey, if I were you, I'd get the booster. But I'm not getting my kids vaccinated, and I'm not getting vaccinated myself because the data doesn't support it. Look at the data, make rational, reasonable decisions for yourself in consultation with your doctor. The risk of an 80-year-old is not the same as the risk for an 8-year-old. It's just not. And we have to stop pretending that it's the same, particularly if everyone in the country is going to end up getting COVID. Encourage you to go subscribe to the Clay and Buck Show. I will be live in about an hour with uh, Fox Bet Live. And then at 6 o'clock Eastern, 5 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Mountain, 3 o'clock Pacific, Todd Furman and I will be breaking down all the games for Sports Gambling Wild Card Super Weekend. Love all you. Thanks for all the support. I'm happy to have kicked COVID's ass for a second time. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. This has been Outkick, the show.